This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18+, plus. rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast, the Friday night preview show, because it is Friday and we are going to be previewing. And I am Stamford Chidge, and as ever, I'm joined by the fantastic oh. Mr. Jonathan Kidd. Oh. Oh, Did you receive my cheque? Is that why you're calling me fantastic? I'm just feeling in a... I, I've had such a fucking week, mate. Honestly, I'm absolutely exhausted and it's... It's just really lovely to see your face and take me oh, away mate, from all of that. Mate, we had a drudgery. brilliant off the post during the week, didn't we? We, nice we did, and I've been so busy, you know, since I haven't been able to bloody post it up yet. So I shall go no. on with that tonight because somebody tonight. said, "Is there an in off the post?" They put a George, in them. Yeah. George, wanting to know if his email's going to get read out. Well, he knows That's he will. Right. He always do. But yeah, anyway, how are you, old Bean? Very good, thank you very much. Very good. I've had a um, a week of laziness. I've just done. Um, Played a chipmunk in a video game, and um, um, did you as win? One, as one, did I win? Yeah, one two nil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we played with acorns, um, and uh, and twigs for bats. Um, I've uh, 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 played, and I bought a, a a video game, cricket video game, in order to practice playing forward because I I've got a shoulder problem. Just to play forward, defensive, to play straight, keep being bowled by a a, a, a rather lanky Indian off spinner. Who is, of course, you know, a creation of the game. But he is, keeps is, his, is his first name Lanky or something? Is uh, it, that would be it's Sri Lanky, probably. Oh, very but, good. Very yeah, good. Thank you, but, uh, <laughs> but but no, he's not. He's not. Um, and uh, what else we're we doing? I've read a couple of books. I've been very lazy. Oh, you bastard! I, I'm, I know. I, I'd kill for a week like that, playing a chipmunk. I, I, I know, but I always feel like because I'm self-employed. I always feel that I'm, I'm not. You know, I'm not doing uh, not doing enough. No, Chich, no. Not doing enough. Okay. Because you've got to be, I've got here, got these things to do, got these men out anyway. So, but yeah, yeah, but yeah, I've had a lovely time. Thank good, you we've had a little teaser already, but we have our one of our favouritest guests on the show tonight, haven't we? We have, we have. Here's a clue. I won't do the strings. Yes, I will. That's enough of that. That's enough. Yes, is of course the the brilliant. The written, uh, the brilliant, uh, the written, the what was that about? The uh, the brilliant Clayton Beerman, the housewife's choice himself. Hey, hello, hello, hello. Um, I I I've received a tweet on my birthday um from Donal, and if he's listening, I do apologise that I didn't actually respond to your tweet, which was very funny. And he basically asked me how I'd become the housewife's choice, and who chose me, and uh, where are the housewives? That... Well, exactly, yeah. exactly. So it was uh. 
it was uh i don't know but uh, i'm now self-appointed aren't i so it's very nice and um yes hello well, Clayton, hello. Lovely to see you, as always. It's absolutely hello. always a delight to see you, mon, mon ami. Uh, I think we should ask JK, because I think it was JK who named you the housewife's choice, so maybe he can enlighten us. Anointed me. Anointed it's you. It's isn't it? I remember uh, finding a, having a story that you became the housewife's choice, and I've now forgotten where it came from. But um, I don't know. Maybe somebody... One of somebody our tweeted. I think yeah. somebody tweeted that you were clearly the housewife's choice, and that's when I... Um, in a in a a moment of uh, of um, appreciation, Brilliant. Brilliant. Yes. no, no appreciation. You know that. Yeah, your fantastic moment. I thought that's what we must call him. So from now on, I'm, you've I'm, been I'm, you've I'm, been tainted with that with that uh, description. But also, I have to know the too. tune as well. I'm sure they didn't know I knew the tune, and I'd bore everybody rigid, constantly singing the sodding song. But that that was that was um that was a tune of our youth, wasn't it? It was. Speak was for yourselves. Sunday? Was it Sundays or was it? Yeah, Sundays, yeah, Sunday morning. Mm. Yeah. Well, there we go. A little bit of a history lesson for you young people like me out there. Uh, right. Uh, we got, uh, it's a slightly shortened show, two parts of tonight. Bit of a roundup of the Chelsea news and a, a, a few thoughts about Frank's presser, as always. And uh, part two, we will be previewing the uh, Chelsea versus Nottingham Forest game. Uh, so there you go. Uh, so kicking it all off, Frank's president. Hands up who saw Frank's presser. I didn't see it, but I read it. Yeah, my, likewise, it, I didn't see it, but I read it. I was working, it, mate. Football London, I think. They, they gave a verbatim um, report on the Q&A. Yeah. Oh, um, so, see, where would we be, JK, without the utterly fantastic Brian Justman, who has posted on Mixler to say it was an email, wasn't it? Someone named Clayton is their favourite. I remember now, and you and I got very, very jealous and took the piss, saying, "Ooh, housewife's choice," and then it all grew from that. Yeah, I th it's all coming back to me now. Good. There we go. I knew, I knew it was some form of social media that had uh, contributed to it. Yeah. Yeah. So there we go. Anyway, uh, yeah. I mean, I read the press. I didn't see it, sadly. But I think the the most oh, there are a few things that came out of it for me. But the, f the first one is the injuries. Uh, Chilwell and Matt. I mean, what was interesting was he kind of insinuated that they might they might even make it back for the last week of the season, as would Cucurella. Uh and uh, Kulibali and Fofana are in training at the moment, but doubtful. Uh, for tomorrow. So what 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 do you think of that, Mr. Kidd? Uh, Fafana's injuries worry me because uh, Fafana seems to be just as bad as James and Chilwell. Uh, so he comes in and very promising and then we don't see him for a bit. But it has allowed uh, Badia Shiel to, uh, to come back in, um, uh, revealing that he is rather a competent player, as we all knew. Um, uh, and Trevo played out of his skin against Bournemouth, so um, I, I'm I'm not grieving that Fofana hasn't been playing, even though he is one for the future. But you know, if he's got um, uh, tin foil legs, we're a bit screwed if, if all of them, unless they suddenly find out that it was the fault of the inept uh, medical staff, which I think people have been pointing the finger at. But I find these injuries to Chilwell, James, and indeed Fofana a little bit worrying because. Um, you you can't really cater for these this you know five games and then you're out and then you're out for a couple of months that to me doesn't really smack of um, consistency. Uh, but um, yeah, Mace, you know, I, 
will he be bothered to play him? He'll come on as a sub if he plays in the last game. Will anybody care about the last game? Um, uh, and will, you know... Oh, if it's, it's his last Chelsea game, we will. Well, he will indeed. But uh, do we know whether that's the case? Or is the rule of thumb oh, being... Well, apparently applied? apparently, Pochettino's already decided that uh, <laughs> Mount is his chosen man, even though we yeah. haven't apparently hired yeah. him yet. I yeah, saw yeah, your yeah. tweet. It made me laugh. Uh, good, good. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. I just find these statements on Twitter that what what the manager has decided when nobody's been appointed absolutely bizarre. And as usual, the the clickbait, the fact that people come on and get annoyed by these statements or make really aggressive have an aggressive reaction to it. It's just made up, mate. You know what on earth? How can anybody have any knowledge of what is going on when nobody's been appointed? For fuck's sake. But yes, I, it makes more sense to me that what is happening at the moment is that if he's insisted on being, um, or if they haven't bothered to work it out yet, um, he will then have to look at them in training. The old, ye old way of uh, assessing whether a player is any good or not. So whether they then play better for him. He may have an idea because one hopes he's been looking at the team if he is the man about to... Uh, Enter the fray. I hope he's uh, seen the videos, JK, because you will you will be very cross if he hasn't. I will be bloody cross. I won't know whether he has or not, though, will I? There's the difference. I'd love because to. It... I'd love to see you in a press conference, mate, because I know what the question would be. Excuse me, Mr. Pochettino. I just wanted to ask: Have you seen the videos? Have you watched did, them? Did you ever watch Chelsea at all during oh, no. the, uh, the, did, the? Didn't you even ten... watch Chelsea last season? Yeah, last season at all. But of course he will have done because yeah. he'll have made a. Um, a reasoned uh, discussion in his pitch as to what he can do with the you players. Would hope, you would hope. You would. Well, no, they must. Surely, that's yeah, what you exactly. Would do, surely. All right, um, Clayton. Uh, he also talked about uh, Lewis Hall. Now, as you may or may not know, J.K. and I talked a lot about Lewis Hall on Monday's show. Uh, we were. Well, I. I think we were both. Uh, I mean, I was certainly chanting for Lewis Hall when Chilwell came off, as a lot of the crowd were at Bournemouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were big yeah, chants. Exactly. Yeah. Um, now, uh, the reason I mention this is because there's a an England under twenty squad that's been announced and going to Argentina for. I think it must be the World Cup. Um, and uh, Teddy Sharman Lowe, Bash. I love this guy's <laughs> name, Basher Humphreys. It just conjures up so many, you know, frightening memories from school bullies. Basher Humphreys, uh, Carney Chukwemeka, the uh, the missing in action Ch Carney Chukwemeka, and Harvey Vale have all been called up to the England uh, under twenty squad. Uh, as was as was Lewis Hall, but Frank has kept him back. Which and we we also talked on Monday about you know he may come in uh, for the injured Chilwell. So that that all and actually Frank was quite complimentary, saying he's kept him back because he thinks he's going to play him. Well, he should do. Um, it was very strange how he sort of disappeared off the scene after he had a very good spell in the team up to the World Cup. You can only assume that Mr Potter basically took it upon himself to put Lewis back with the development squad because he had too many players and it would have been, or would have made his job even more difficult than it was at the time. So I can't actually argue with that, to be perfectly honest. Um, but yeah, I, I think, I, I mean, I read the thing about the, the guys who might be back before the end of the season. I mean, what's the point? I mean, you know, what is the point? Why, why should they come back? The games don't matter. Their, their fitness does. 
and sort of trying to squeeze them back in, I think is just absolute nonsense. I think just get these next four games out of the way and just sort of bin this season to history. Lewis Hall is very, very good. Um, he was excellent in the games that he played before the World Cup. Um, it's it's a problem, really. It's a problem because, as you know, he's a midfield player. Um, I've seen the development squad quite a lot over the last couple of months, and he's he's a really quality player. That, I mean, the problem it's a lovely problem, but we've got some fantastic players in that development squad. We really have. So it'd be quite interesting to see what happens. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'll give him, give him the four games to the end of the season. I mean, we're not going to lose anything because I suspect, as we will discuss, tomorrow is probably our last chance of getting anything of any any notes from any of the games we've got left. Um, yeah. Just it takes away a problem. Although I say that there might be another problem created by the return of uh, of Matson, who's had a, an excellent season with Burnley. So, but also I think it depends on what Lewis Hall wants to do. Does he want to be a left back or does he want to play in midfield? Well, he's a midfielder, isn't he? But you know, I yeah. think he, he, given the opportunity to play, he would he would surely take it up. J.K., you were wanting to come in. Um, did Lewis Hall not play? against Fulham and played against City in the Cup. He did play. He I did. know he played against City. He played very well. He played both games well, against City. Post-World Cup, weren't they? They were, they were post-World Cup. It wasn't... No, pre. Weren't they? No, post, because I was in Lanzarote. Yeah, and they were... Oh, okay, fine. Well, the rounds always I've played got, in January. I've got confused. He, he, dumped, he dumped him. Potter made a decision to dump him. After yeah, and I, I, as I say, I I think that has to be to do with the fact that he had a bloated squad, and if you know, and if you can get rid of somebody from that bloated squad, irrespective of how good they I'm are, pretty sure they were pre World Cups. Because if you think about it, the game against City in the it's FA the third Cup, it's in January, third round. Oh yeah, we had Hutchinson. He came in, Bashir Humphreys, who then went out on loan. Thank God. Uh, uh, yeah, we had an argument about that. Don't get we me did. We did. That's why I just said it then, Clayton. No. <laughs> fight, 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 fight. Okay, so yeah, I, I, I suspect that that's that's what happened. Um, yeah. The other he, thing was was um, uh, if you've been watching the uh, uh, the development squad, um, Fafana hasn't been playing for it, has he? I've seen development squad with Fafana playing twice, and me, he, me took was, and he was substituted on both occasions. He was yeah. bang average in both Absolutely. games. Absolutely, he really was. Now, yeah. whether that was an attitude thing, you know, like I'm better than this, I shouldn't be, yeah. what have you. And if so, then that's not really excusable. Uh, but it, the, the both the games that I saw him, he he was. Last year, I, I think it was the beginning of last season, Lewis Baker was playing for the development squad. And you could tell that this was a player who was just being, you know, kept fit to sell. There was no, there was nothing there. He looked better than most. And I think it's really, really difficult when you're that sort of player, you know, because you're not trying to prove anything to anybody. You know you can do it. He looked a, a class above anybody else on the pitch, but he also looked, and with all due deference and respect to him, he looked like he couldn't be asked. And I can't, I can't blame him. You know, it was unfortunate. Um, and I think that's what happens. 
you would have thought that for far. I I can't remember the games. I mean, I, they've had a fairly decent season, but I don't think I've seen them win. Um, or maybe I did see them win once. But Fafana, I thought great because I thought this guy's going to boss it. He didn't. Showed a couple of nice touches and, and that was it. Because apart from that, I don't know who where he's played. He hasn't played for anybody, has he? No. After no. that, because uh, because several of people have been quoting him as being somebody who must play. And I thought, well, if he hasn't been playing uh, for either of the development squad or anybody. Uh, all he's been doing is training. He's not really going to get in if he's not training very well. No, or, uh, he he, uh, he looked he looked ordinary. I mean, I, I don't wish to be unkind, but he he looked ordinary in, in both those games. That makes sense to me is why he hasn't figured at all under Frank, hasn't yeah. been even considered under Frank. Well, moving from the very, very young to the very, very old, and no, I'm not talking about Clayton and JK here. Um, oh, oh, whoa! Oh, my very vitals. My very, very vitals. Oh, the... Methinks me thinks she doth protest too much. Uh, right. Yes, yes. yes. All right. Uh, now, going to the other end of the spectrum, really, because, um, I mean, Frank was asked and was, you know, typically non-committal, obviously. Uh, but there was, a, I think, an interview with Sky Sports where Kante looked quite uh, keen to stay at Chelsea, um, in spite of the fact that he hasn't uh, signed his contract, which will run out, I think, a year hence. Uh, and then I've also read a, a, an article in The Telegraph saying that uh, Silva may well want to go back to Fluminese, uh, his boyhood club, who treated him very, very well when he had TB back in 2006. So he, he's he's often stated he wants to go back to Brazil to finish his uh, illustrious career there. Um, I just wanted to know what you think about that. Um, would you be happy to see Conte, Conte stay? And would you be sad to see Silva go, Clayton? Um, okay, Conte, I'd like to stay. I know a lot of people think... Um, that he's had his day, but I I think he's still got a lot to offer, especially if he's got decent players around him. Um, I think he makes people around him better. So I think if we offer him a year with an you know with an option to extend, I don't think that's a bad thing. I mean, obviously a lot of this depends on who's going to come in because uh, the talk is that Cover's going to go. And to be honest with you, I think he's had a really Average season. So I wouldn't be upset. It's dreadful. Dreadful. Uh, I'm I'm being diplomatic. I thought he had a decent. You know, there's been he's he played very well in the World Cup, which was obviously very well, huge, and he played very well against Leicester. Yeah, not huge help to us. Um, so yeah, I'd I'd like him to stay. Um, as for Thiago, I he's. He's one of the best players I've ever seen play for Chelsea. Of, of that, there is no doubt. He's just, he's a Rolls-Royce footballer. He's absolutely fantastic. Um, I would be extremely sorry to see him go. But if he wants to, then that that's fair enough. My only slight doubt about that is... Where would then be the experience? I mean, we've read the reports that Kudabali might be going straight back to Italy after this year. Um, although, ironically, I thought his best spell of the season has been when Thiago was out. I thought he actually stepped up and looked pretty good. Um, 
And interestingly, you were talking about Badia Shield earlier on. And Badia Shield always looks twice the player when he's playing next to Thiago. Always. When he first came in, first four or five games, he looked fantastic. When Thiago hasn't been next to him, I think he's struggled slightly. Um, so, yeah, I mean, listen, if we lose both of them, I don't I don't think that's, that's a massive blow. Uh, I think the one thing that we don't see and we don't ever really appreciate, and I think this is, and I hate to use this swear word because I know a lot of people don't like him, um, but I think, you know, you lose Jorginho at the dressing room. I think he was a big, big person in the dressing room. And I, I think that Thiago Silva is probably a huge person in the dressing room. And I think Kante is just, I think, loved by everybody that goes anywhere near him. I think the big fear with letting Kante go is that he's still got two, a couple of good years left in him. Um, but yeah, so there we go. Yeah, JK, what say you? Just to take up what you said about Georgina, it was really interesting at the Newcastle game. I watched Arsenal Newcastle, where I found myself rooting for Arsenal just because <sighs> Newcastle was so. I know I can't believe I did it, Chid. Wash but your mouth out. I know, I know. But I just on the on the day, it was interesting to see Jorginho giving them all a pep talk. Yeah. He's a Jorginho. leader. He's a leader. Whatever he's else we say about him. He was doing He, he was fantastic against Newcastle. He was, he was absolutely, absolutely fantastic. I agree. I agree. Um uh I, I I think Conte has exactly that two years in him. And I think they should they would be foolish to let him go. I think he needs to be part of uh Whoever the manager is, presuming it's going to be Pochettino, wouldn't it be just Chelsea to discover that it's Nagelsmann after all? Uh, sorry, Nagelsmann. Well, he's um, no, he's no longer going to Spurs. Uh, indeed, indeed. In, indeed, he probably never was. No, indeed, he probably never was. And it, the, the chances are that this business about silver may be a complete load of bollocks as well. But if we were to lose, just speculating, if we were to lose silver, um, uh, it would solve a problem. Um, just from a, because uh, we have an overdose of centre halves. Interesting to see whether Colwell plays. I notice he's not playing for Brighton at the moment, but he's um, clearly a very bright prospect indeed. Um, uh, and you think you've then got him, Badia Shield. If Koulibaly were to stay, because um, he's on such an intricate contract, um, I agree completely. He played much better on his own. Um, and I, once again, I agree absolutely with you. Uh, Clayton, that Badia Shield was really ropey when Silva wasn't playing. And every time that, that Silva has played with him, he's looked absolutely excellent. But, you know, in the end, you can't really rely on a 38-year-old who may get injured for half the season, which because he's been picking up injuries as well. Um, 39 now, isn't he? It's 39. It's a tricky one because I agree with you completely. He is a fabulous player, Silva, and, and has been a completely superb centre-half. But to me, it it creates a benchmark for the type of player that the the team ought to be buying and ought to have been buying over the past few years when you get somebody where you go, yes, he's an unbelievably excellent player. Why hasn't the club been buying unbelievably excellent players? Even, you know, just in their 30s or just a couple in their 30s. Oh, well, that... they, they had that that mad policy, didn't they, under Marie, yeah, uh, Marina? Yeah, yeah, um, well, yeah. You know, I, I'm with you two boys, really. I, I think I think Kante's... I mean, you know, OK, we, the, the, the worry with Kante as ever is you know he, he might he might get injured um but then any player might get injured i mean look at chilwell and mount and james for god's sake but i think qualitatively his legs haven't gone i'd give him a couple of years i'd, I'd love to see him stay and i think i think more importantly as you were both saying you know he's i i see him being a, a, a quiet leader in the dressing room 
Silver's a bit more complicated, isn't it? I mean, he is a different gravy as a player. I absolutely love the bones out of him. Uh, and I don't have a problem with his age. If he can still do it, then that's fine. I mean, we're we're all, all, all us three are beginning to get our heads into the cricket season. And a certain James Anderson, I suspect, will be leading the attack for England against the, the dreadful, dire, dastardly Aussies. Um, and uh, he's 40. So, you know, if, if you're good enough, doesn't matter how old you are. But I think the complication is, is, is kind of what you've all been saying. We have got uh, uh, not a dearth of centre-backs. We have a glut of centre-backs. Isn't that right, JK? Yes, the and, dearth was, was used indeed by uh, another well-known podcast. As, as being other other podcasts are available. Other very yes, they are. <laughs> you happen to see, but this one is of the uh, uh, the um, the North American variety. The ones confused so. by the English language. Yes, exactly. Indeed. It's difficult for them. Perhaps it means something different in America. Maybe I mean, fanny means something different in America. Indeed, it does. It does. As yes. does fag. But let's not go down that route. Yeah, let's not. Go anyway, um, you know, the bottom line is we we do have a glut of centre backs, but what we don't have a glut of is massive experience. And I think for me. If silver goes, you keep Koulibaly. If silver stays, you let Koulibaly go. But you need you need what you need somebody to be leading the defence, to be organising things. And I think that's exactly what Silver does. He's brilliant at it. And can you imagine Levi Colwell learning from Tiago Silva? I mean, it's yeah, just joyous. I mean, yeah. I, we've said this before on this show in the past, haven't we? It reminds me very much when we had Marcel Desai. Uh, in his final days at the club and a, a young John Terry coming through and there's no doubt in my mind that playing with Marcel Desai made JT a much better centre-back and uh, possibly contributed hugely to the great player that he became so you know I think if we can keep I, I if we, I tell you what if it was a choice between silver and Koulibaly I would choose silver without without a doubt so there you go. Anyway, talking of Tiago, um, I do believe, uh, Clayton, that there is a lovely banner, a Tiago Silva banner that will be wafting. I suspect it will be a crowd surfer actually wafting across the Matthew Harding lower tomorrow, which will be lovely for us to see, won't it? It will be lovely uh, and will obviously also wind up particular sections of our mad fan base as to why he's got one and such and such hasn't had one and this, that and the other. So yeah, that, well, why hasn't not... Felix got one? Yeah, just you, you just wait for it, don't you? you? Just you just think of somebody who hasn't had one, who's been at the club longer, etc. Anyway, yes, it will be nice. It's a, it's a I, I I love these guys who do this. I think it's great. I think it's uh yeah, it's a... brilliant, completely well, brilliant. I agree, yeah. wonderful. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean we're. We're privileged. Uh, we're privileged to know them very well, and they do do a fine job, and I love them for it. And I mean, I know that they ignore the stick that they get because they know it's not worth the paper it's written on. Um, according to our very knowledgeable people in Mixler, Colwell. Uh, so what are you saying? I don't. I don't know what they're saying actually. Whether he's injured or not, I don't know who they're talking about. So I should butt out of their conversation. He, he was sub at the weekend when they lost to Everton. He came well, on. I I think that Deserby's been mixing up the team quite a lot yeah. recently. I think he's been resting players because I think he rested loads of players when they actually humped Wolves six nil, um, and then he brought some back. So I I wouldn't read too much into well, that. I think, I, I think Leaf's saying that he he will play tomorrow. So there we go. Um, right. Uh, kind of just to wrap up things in part one. Um, we we many of us, particularly those of us who are involved with the Chelsea Sports Trust, uh, have been you know hammering into the club for most of the season about 
you know, do not increase the season ticket prices because of the cost of living crisis. You know, people are really feeling the pinch. And to, uh, I mean, this is irrespective <clears throat> of anything that has been going on on the pitch, I hasten to add. Even if we'd have won the Champions League, the FA Cup and the League and the League Cup, we would have been saying the same thing because the cost of living crisis is very real and a lot of people are finding times very, very tough. So um, I'm therefore absolutely delighted that the club have heeded, not not just us, by the way. I mean, you know, all the supporters groups, Chelsea supporters group, Chelsea supporters club, they've all been, you know, hammering the same message. Um, but it appears that the club have listened um, and there has been a freeze, a price freeze on the general admission season ticket prices. And as a consequence, I signed up again for another year another year is a chelsea season ticket holder so i'm going to bed block uh gate 17 for another year uh, and i'm highly delighted by that um i i kind of I, I i do want the cynical side of me clayton says that they've done it because they just know that they'd have been hung drawn and quartered you know having basically fucked this season right up and let's be honest a lot of this is down to the board uh so they've kind of like done it to avoid any negatory publicity but uh, what do you think you happy yeah, of course absolutely um and they and they deserve credit for doing it but uh, I, I think it's irrelevant irrelevant what their reasons are to be perfectly honest um they've done it and that's the end of it uh i think it's quite funny that in all the bad publicity that we always get um, it's never really been sort of hung out there that was it 12 years our season ticket hasn't gone up 12 years which one, is one, once in 13 I think okay well it's it's pretty amazing and uh and I don't think that that rise wasn't particularly hefty was it when when it did happen so I do think it's great I think it's really good uh but there is a downside as you will now tell us well um I mean, you know, I, I by the way, I, I agree with you, actually. The club do need uh, commending to, for not rising them and freezing them again because, let's face it, they can do what they like. They don't have to. If They, they could have shoved it up by... I mean, the interesting thing, by the way, just to give you some context, is that it was very heavily mooted slash rumoured that uh, uh, before the sanctions came in, and by the way, when the sanctions came in in February, that's the kind of... Well, actually, the club start thinking about increasing the prices before that from what I remember about negotiations with them. But uh, <clears throat> they probably would have issued that in about May, April or May. And, of course, it was completely scuppered by the sanctions, so they couldn't do anything. But it was rumoured at the time that they were going to whack them up, and we were thinking they might go up by as much as 20%, which is a huge hike. Uh, but we were really... So, I mean, I pay 880 quid for my season ticket, as does Clayton. So I was expecting to pay over a grand or about a grand for mine, which would have been horrible. But... Uh, Weirdly, the sanctions kind of got in the way of that. But it, this is not a universal freeze because there are members of our Chelsea community who are very important. And one of them is sitting directly in front of me now to whom this does not apply, does it, JK? The corporates are getting a hefty... Are they, are they getting a hefty whack? Well, I've heard it's below inflation, which is some sort of kind of soft soaping it, I suppose. But what's the score What's the score with you boys? It's gone up about 700 quid. Fuck, you know. Yeah. I mean, that has gone up by almost the price of my season ticket. Yeah. But what do you get for that? A lot of love. <laughs> I don't know if I pay that much for a lot of love, mate. <laughs> oh, oh. Um, 
Uh, I mean, you get you get away away. I mean, you don't. We see when we pay for a season ticket, nor us lot. We basically just pay for nineteen games, which is your league games. Yeah, I don't get a uh, an away ticket with that. No, I don't. Get, I don't get that's part of the price. No, no, I get. So that that's on top then the away season ticket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's just you know I get concessions. So what is it? It's Thirty quid a game. So. Oh yeah, yeah. But no, you that one of the advantages is you get you know you you get an opportunity to purchase every away ticket you you can get. You're not having to scrabble about for them, which is great. Um, uh, sorry, Scrabble's the wrong way of expressing it. You're not going through the normal channels. You have an access. You have access. Yeah. To- no virtual waiting room for you, mate. Oh, I'm sorry. I apologise. I feel a bit. Um... Mate, I don't use it either. I just ask mates. Oh, it's indeed. Well, it's, funnily <laughs> enough, there are lots of mates who then say they don't want to use theirs either. Yeah. Um, um, but um, I'm trying to work it out. Uh, perhaps I'm being overdue. It's good. 500, perhaps it is. But it's anyway, it's, it's gone up regardless. Um, but it's the advantages are. I'm in uh, a seat which you've been in, where I'm on the halfway line practically with the best view in in, in the ground um, in the East Stand, which yeah, is well, you're you're in the old directors' yeah, we're next, uh, seats, next really. to the old directors' seats. It is without doubt the best seat that I've ever sat in um, at Stamford Bridge. It's, yeah. it's extraordinarily yeah. good. They I mean, when I went to the Barcelona uh, home, the, the women's game. I sat in the front row, but right at the other end of the East Stand, which yeah. was a very good seat as well. But no, you're they, they all are. Yeah, they all are there. Fabulous. But it was something, you know, that I've always, I always tell you the history of doing it. I, I was um, East Stand upper, and I always thought the, the seats down below me are the best. I want to sit there. So um, uh, I applied 30, over 30 years ago, and uh, uh, couldn't get seats near the front and worked my way down. They were the same price but just work my way down from availability. So I'm now in the second row. And I, I love going, you, you get a meal as well, which I have to say isn't essential for me. I rather prefer to watch the football, but that's part of it. But it's a, it's a price I'm willing to pay because I have no other vices. I have no, don't drink, don't smoke, you know, never go out anywhere. In fact, I'm such a sad fucker. All I do is watch Chelsea. That's my only, that's my only. Uh, yeah. Adam, Adam, Adam Ant wrote a song about you. Um, uh, which one? Um, uh, the High Women song. Which one was? No, you're not a dandy High Women. Okay. Mate. Uh, Goody two shoes. Don't drink. Yeah. Don't smoke. What do you do? You don't drink. Don't yeah, the smoke. people then have what to make up because that was about him. That was an autobiographical song, wasn't it? Was he really? Yeah. Well, I didn't. I forgot you knew you knew him very well. well people used to think that I looked um, a bit like him for a period. Oh God, yes, I suppose. When yeah, I was yeah, wearing yeah. my um, my Makeup. High Woman outfit. <laughs> Listen, old Bean, um, just one thing to add to that. Um, and by the way, actually, I've actually sat in the current director's seats in the front row when I uh, I kind of was smuggled into the director's lounge under false pretenses. And your seats are better because they're lower. They're lower and, and, and I think it's um, uh, when they're further away because of health and safety when it was when the West Ham was built at the health. But they're, they're nearer. They're nearer to the pitch than the direct. The current director's seats are in the west yes. middle. Yes. No, that's the point. That was it. When that you couldn't build them like that anymore. Now. No, no, no. no. So they are, mate. You're you're right. They're the best seats in the house. Uh, are you pissed off that they've that the price has gone up? That you seem to have been penalised uh, at our expense? Uh, I just felt it was inevitable. I'm pissed off. Yeah, but mm. uh, you know you've got to hit somebody. So hit those who supposedly 
you know, the bloated plutocrats. Let's hit the uh, let's hit those who supposedly can afford it. It doesn't occur to them that you might be mortgaging your left leg to pay for it. But it's um, it's it's such there's such good seats that I, I, you know, I, I intend to keep them for as long as I. Uh, uh, as long as I watch Chelsea, you know, seats, the one seat I've got. Um, um, I share one with uh, two other people, which we, we pay for. But no, so it, it's, uh, it, it's I ex we expected uh, it to go up, but and we kept arguing, well, there's no European football, why would it? But then they, they need to Im improve the revenue stream somehow, so that not the one is sympathetic. You sort of get it. Who will they attack? Who will they go for? Right, well, they'll go for the corporate people. Even though large numbers of the corporate people aren't corporate, they're just people sitting. I share this wanting to sit in the sit in the best seats with a large number of people in that space in Aussies who are not tourists, are not occasionals, are people who've been sitting there for thirty over thirty five years. When it was originally just yeah. seats that Bates and it was Bates slowly but surely who made it into corporate. Originally, it was just a cafe selling wagon wheels, and as they did. Um, in that era, and really crap tea. Did they have sherbet? Dim I think they did have sherbet dim dams as well. What, what was that? What was that? That that horrible uh, fizzy drink that was advertised? It's frothy, man. Do you remember that? It was yeah, like a we, polar bear. Yeah, corona. Corona. No, it corona. It was Corona. It wasn't. I'm going to look man. it I'm up. Telling you. Somebody, I'm telling you now. Unless... Man. Oh, okay. Well, how much do you want to bet? I'll bet you a bottle of Corona. It's Frothy Man, Polar Bear. It was Cresta. Oh, fuck. Ching. Crash and burn. <laughs> Crash I should and burn. I should have bet you something, but I, would, I wouldn't yep. have taken you, you up on it. Yeah, you, would, you wouldn't take money off an idiot. No, good man. Um, the only other thing that worries me about the, uh, the, the, the price, uh, right, well, the price freezes, price rises. I mean, it is rather socialist, I have to say, by taking from the rich and giving to the poor. Um, I don't think Clayton they've announced the, uh, the the prices for general admission for members yet, have they? But I bet you they go up. But hey, we don't know yet, do we? We don't know. I, I mean, I, I I think you know. Let let's let's have the discussion as and when they do it. I I think that I I what Jonathan said is right. I think because it, they are perceived to be corporate tickets, then it it doesn't hurt the corporate entity as much but there is i'd be quite interested to know the the actual percentage of of people uh, i i suspect the west stand is absolutely awash with corporate tickets but um less so where jonathan sits i mean jonathan i've been lucky enough to have been to a couple of times and the people are all fans you know that you you basically the people they're all want to watch the game don't they, they you don't you sort of all the people sit around you are sort of invested in it it's they're permanent like, they're, same, they're the same people Clay. yeah and it's not like they've got the old far show picnic <laughs> box open is it you know, you know and they're not taking I'm, selfies I'm of them. in germany in the world cup it's not that it's not that it's good yeah no so listen i think they've 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 done i i think you're right i think had things gone differently this season i think the prices might have gone up but um I think they're on a massive PR exercise at the moment. And uh, I think that's going to happen or, or be for a while. And I, I you know, they, 
they couldn't have got things much worse than they have. Well, so we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Relegation, yeah, relegation would have been talking much of worse. talking of that. Oh, by the way, um, the Westview ticket prices have massively gone up too. But uh, it has to be said that they were kept at the price they were last season, and there was a contract between those who sit at them because it was a horrible thing last season. Suddenly, they decided that they were not normal tickets anymore. They were kind of quasi corporate, and you were all going to have to pay like you know three grand. Inst- I don't know what the figures are exactly, but like three grand instead of instead of like a grand to sit there. And everybody went mad, especially the trust, and uh, they agreed to to I think keep the prices as they were on the basis that they would definitely increase it to that this year. So um, you kind of knew that was going to happen. I, I I feel for you because I think I, I know a lot of people who basically had to give up their season ticket because they couldn't couldn't afford an increase. So. Anyway, let's 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 leave that rabbit hole alone for now. I think that we should be grateful that they haven't increased uh, the general uh, admission season ticket prices. So thank you, Mr. Bowley. Now, talking of which, uh, apparently um, he's hiring a new CEO. Well, they said CEO, but I don't think they mean that. It's a head of commercial, really, um, which is interesting because Tom Glick, who used to do the same kind of job at Man City and then went to Derby, and then was brought in as some sort of an expert, will we'll be demoted by this new hire, whose name, I, I forgive me, I can't remember, and I didn't write it down. But this guy is from the Clear Lake group, uh, and so he's being parachuted in. Um, I just found that interesting. And, 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 and I mean, whatever they, whoever they hire is entirely up to them. I've got no beef with that. It just made me... Well, something occurred to me, actually, and... Um, uh, I mean, it, it, well, I don't know. I mean, it's no different from Roman, really, but... I'm just kind of curious about how this Clear Lake thing works, really. I mean, is it, is it just uh, Ted Bowley? Ted Bowley. Todd Bowley, who, who runs the whole shebang. I mean, I know Egg Bally's involved as well. I'm just a, bit, a little bit unclear what the involvement with Clear Lake is, and I wonder whether we should be worried about that or not. What do you think, JK? He, he was involved Glick, with Glick Derby, was. this guy, I remember reading. He was... Okay. No, I thought the, the new guy was well, as well. I read... No, 2006. Um, yes, it's uh, it's all a bit impenetrable. I'm just worried that there are so many people now may having to make the decisions. Um, uh, but particularly if Pochettino comes in and demands that a couple of his uh, um, his um, team selection, his team, his his scouts or whatever they are, the digital gurus that um, he employed, um, if they have to be in place as well, what happens? They'll now be six of them won't there because we haven't got rid of any of the any of the um uh, what do you call them the panjandrums that came from brighton any of that lot they're still in situ and apparently they're supposed to be negotiating his contract um it, i just find it weird that there's now uh, a, a possibly non-football man involved but somebody correct me i, I Is don't he know football i doubt man, it this, I this don't, if he were... he's a he's a clearly we, we... He's a clear. Which tells me, man, therefore, no. But I don't think he's there to do anything with the football. I don't think he's going to be the. I don't think he's going to be the CEO. I read something that says basically he's going to be like the the the, the chief of the commercial operation. And I think, given that the club or Bowley came in saying we can do, we, we can. What does he say? Something like ten billion pounds or something. You know, we can make a lot of money on the commercial side because the club have been very poor uh, exploiting that. So. I can understand if he's hiring yeah. people in those roles. I mean, they've got more than enough football people there because they've got bloody Win Stanley, Vivek and uh, Stewart and probably other people too. So, I, I mean, look, I just hope, we've all said m- repeatedly, that, that the 
that that Clear Lake are 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 passing on and hiring people to deal with the football side and and leave them to deal with the commercial side. And I think that would be it. Aren't, haven't they hired another? Aren't they looking well, for another yeah, but that's, director Well, yeah, if Michael Edwards becomes no. available, I think they'd have him like a shot because he's supposed to be the best in the business. And then there's this other guy who... The guy, the guy that's that's apparently coming in is going gonna, is gonna to be yeah, above that's right. Click, apparently. And he's at Clear Lake. And the, the I, th I think... The point is that maybe they have maybe click. They don't. I mean, the point is that this summer is really, really important because our sponsorship deal is going to be renegotiated. And I know there's been rumors about who's going to do it. Maybe they just don't think Glick's up to it. Maybe they think that, you know, it needs uh, some somebody different, somebody more business than what have you. I also wonder whether Bowley's going to step down from maybe Bowley's been trying to do that as well as trying to do everything else and manage the team and, you know, run the, run the catering or what have you. Um, I just may, maybe he is taking on board what's being said and just sort of stepping away a little bit. I don't know. I think, listen, you have to trust them. They've they've spent an absolute shed load of money, and I cannot. And I've said this time and time again, I cannot believe that they're in this to fail. This this is a hedge fund. They don't they don't do things like that, and they're in for the long run. They've signed up for ten years. They they will find ways of making money, and the best way of making money with a football Absolutely team is right. to be successful. Good good point, Clayton. Um, okay. Uh... I've got one final comment to make, which does relate to JK. Um, Leaf says, fuck me, we need to start an OnlyFans for JK. As long as, long as it doesn't involve him getting his kit off, I'm all for that, Leaf. <laughs> I know, that's what worries me. I don't me. mind if I have to get my kit off. No. On that, on that oh, bizarre okay. note, right. yeah. Thank you. We shall move on. Uh, we're going to be back in a minute for part two where we're going to be previewing the Chelsea versus Nottingham Forest match, which is our penultimate home game. JK. Yes, Chidge. You know how frustrated we get when we can't get a ticket to an away match and it's not on the telly? Oh, yes. Oh. Well, I think I found the answer. You have? I have. It's NordVPN and it allows us to watch any match even if it's not on live TV here. Oh, that sounds great. How do they do that? Well, with just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match. Oh, isn't that a bit risky, though? I wouldn't want people getting their hands on my personal details. No problem, JK. NordVPN acts as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great. But uh, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, mate. Oh, indeed it is, Chidge. Where do I sign up? To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. 
See mcdonalds.com. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea. Footballfancast.com. Welcome back. This is the Chelsea Fancast, the Friday night preview show, and I am Stanford Chidge, and I'm joined by the very knowledgeable and rather lovely Jonathan Kidd. I'm fine. Thank Hello, you, mate. mate. All lovely, right. lovely, jubbly. And uh, we've also got the uh, the housewife's choice, Mr. Clay- Clayton Beerman. Lovely to see you, mate, as always. Right, uh, we know what comes next, don't we, JK? The great one of the great, one of the great moments, moments in broadcasting, mate. I, really, I know you do. Yeah, I, I really look forward to because a little. It reminds okay, me of playing. The, it's a bit like well. that, isn't it? Actually, funny little graphic you get from Sports Studio lineup eleven. Uh, the check will be in the post, no doubt. Right, uh, you will not be surprised to learn, J.K., that not a lot has changed from last week or indeed the week before. Um, so it is Kepering goal. Chaloba on the as a right back, Badia Shiel uh, as a centre back, Silva, the lovely Thiago Silva as the other centre back, and I'm I am selecting Lewis Hall. Uh, I love Dave, but I don't want to see him starting as a left back. Yes, is Cook still injured. Yes, he's out. So it's between Aspie and uh, Lewis Hall. Uh, in the, and I'm going for Hall in the midfield. Conte, Fernandez, Gallagher, same as last week. They did brilliantly. I'd like to see them stay. Up front, uh, Madueke, Mudrik and Havertz, again, did brilliantly. I'd like to keep it that way. Now, I know that Sterling actually did something useful as opposed to useless. And I know that Felix scored a really good goal, actually. Proper, proper, proper finish. First time, lovely, beautiful goal. I know all of that, but I'd still rather start with Mudrik and Madueke and Havertz. So there we go. There endeth the lesson, J.K. I think Frank would be foolish to select any other team, Chidge. And I hope he's tuned in now and is making notes because uh, that is exactly what we should be doing. That And Hall should play indeed instead of... Um, well, there's no one else, is there? So it will be Hall. Um, uh, yeah, I... I I can't see I, why would you not pick essentially the same side as the one that um, played so much better against Bournemouth um, and the Mudrick and Mandweke uh, combination is is should have been playing much earlier in the season and Havertz for all his airy fairy who look I'm smoking a cigar <laughs> football should actually be um, uh, should actually play again because uh, unless he plays a false nine and puts Sterling on, who, despite his his uh, actually running very fast past people and passing to Felix, who scored well, um, should not be selected in that setup. By all means, bring him on as a sub and let's see if he does something. The same with Zayek. Bring Zayek on if he plays as well as he did for that cameo. Uh, that confused the hell out of us, but he was he was good. So. Um, 
uh, I would pick that team that you've selected, Chidge. Whether and Frank should pick that side. Whether Frank does, I mean, it would be madness not to. He has to continue with Mudrik and Madueke just because they were, they were Madueke was was a delight. The fact that he takes people on and beats them. Oh my goodness me, how we want that. So they got the whoever the stats people who bought him were right. He is indeed your man, and he can only get better. Um, his crossing, however, and his shooting at the moment poor, is poor decision uh, making. Rubbish, I think it, it, you know he just yeah you got to tell him just lay it back to the edge of the area where everybody appears to be running in. And um, Connor had a great game. Header was great. Was really out of the blue, but he was everywhere. Connor and he he almost led. He, he started off by just almost getting himself booked as normal by rushing at somebody and late tackling them from the very beginning. And I just think, well, if that sets the tone for the amount of energy required, come Get on, your late tackles in early. Playing in. He's, yeah. And Conte was terrific as well in his centre for Connor. He, 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 was, he was the Conte of old and he wasn't playing right wing or centre forward. For God's sake, Frank. I suppose the answer is if you've got the two wingers in front of him, he's not going to want to play up there. Um, Mudrik is, is still a bit uh, a, a bit raw, but uh, his his speed is fantastic, and he he moves. One of his ploys he seems to do a lot of is just getting the ball on his um, left foot and moving into the centre, and then spraying it to the wing or playing somebody in. And he does it so quickly that it, it, uh, you know let's have more of that. Um, it, it obviously made Fernandez well, play I, better. I think I personally, you know, what game. what worked for me on that team was that the midfield was more balanced. You know, you had. I mean, I know Enzo's not a, a holding midfielder, balance. really, but he did a good job doing it. You got, Ke- yeah. Well, he's got people to play in. You had, he's you had Connor for you know, somebody. Con- to look Connor was more advanced. Kante was just doing what Kante yeah. does, and it just really worked yeah. very well, yeah. I think. Yeah. But as I say, I've said before, and hats off to Trevor Chalabo had a really terrific game against Bournemouth. Really um, muscular. Looked, he looked strangely if he'd been in the gym for a bit. He just looked a little bit more. Um, uh, aggressive and competitive. I was really impressed. What, what say you, Clayton? Yeah, no, I can't argue with any anything that you've put in that team. I think that that is a team that should play. Uh, I thought, yeah, I thought they they had their moments last week. I I thought they looked better than they have done, um, and it was you know I like everybody else. I mean, I wasn't at the ground like like Jonathan. I was baffled when Sterling came on and when uh, Hakim came on and they both played really, really well. I mean, this 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 is the, the penultimate frustration, well, not penultimate, the ultimate frustration, isn't it? We know how good these guys can be and yet they just flatter to deceive. I mean, I, I sort of just mind cast back to the, the goal that Ziyech scored against Spurs at home. How many people... <laughs> in the Premier League could score a goal like that. Very, very few. So w- what does it take to ignite Ziyech? I mean, I think it's too late now. I think he's going to move on. Um, and, th- and that's fair enough. He's, he, maybe he just doesn't suit the Premier League. But you look at him in the World Cup and when do we see that player? Exactly. We don't. You know, it's a, it's a very, very strange and frustrating... You know, if you position you you i mean i don't know how badly pulisic's injury in the cup final affected him but he he pulled a hamstring and he did a really bad you know bad injury but 
thousands of footballers have pulled hamstrings, yet Pulisic is another one that flatters to deceive. We know how good he can be when he plays for America. Looks fantastic. When he's played for us, he looks half the player. I don't really, you know, it's it's got to be down to the management. It really does. And, and it speaks volumes that none of these guys have been able to get a tune out of, of, of some really, really talented players. I mean, you know, one, one of the, the statements, and I'm going completely off piece as far as your lineup's concerned. Um, one of the things that um, is very frustrating is when they talk about Pochettino coming in. You know, everybody says, well, why wouldn't he come in? They've got a marvellous squad. Well, if we've got such an effing marvellous squad, what are we doing at 12th position in the league? Well, I, I mean, you know, look, Paul, Paul Crowder, you know, uh, who, as we know, doesn't hold back said all these players that you're talking about all have major issues with the decision making I, I think he's talking about Mudrick and uh, and uh, Mudweki actually um, very very raw a lot of improvements either. but I think Paul to be fair that's the point I mean they are very raw they are very young and their decision making won't be what, what you need it to be yet but uh, I'd rather hang on a minute Clayton, I'd rather have them playing than people that we know have let us down time and time and time again. Ziyech, uh, Sterling thus far this season, Pulisic, you know, that's that's the point I think we're making, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I I think the, the, the point is with those players is that we haven't bought ready-made players. We've bought potential. You know, we, as far as Mudrik's concerned, we, we paid well over the odds for Mudrik. We know that. But if in a season and a half or two seasons time, he's, you know, he's the next Arjen Robin, then are we going to care how much we paid for him? And the same goes for Mudrik. Mudrik, um, uh, Madueke. Um, Madueke looks even more raw, if that's a word or if a phrase. So, you know, the, the one player that we bought, or two players, I think, that we bought who basically have fitted in is Badia Shiel and Fernandez. And you could argue that when he's not injured, that... Um, Fafana, yeah, yeah. the defender, not the attacker, uh, are also players that are quotes ready made. But the rest of them, it's it's it, you know you can't expect them to to be the the finished article. I, I think the point is that I think that we've top ended our spending because they thought we're going to do this, we're going to buy all these players, and I thought. Somebody like Fernandez we bought because we knew we weren't going to qualify for the Champions League. And had we waited till the end of the season, we probably wouldn't have got him. Um, and I think that's what they've done. These players would be great if, for example, if you look back to any of our championship winning sides, if you would have got a, you know, a 2004-2005 Mourinho side and instead of playing Robin one day, you play Mudrik you would have seen a different Mudrik because he would have had a confident, experienced team around him. These guys have basically entered a shit show and that doesn't help. They are potential, they need time and unfortunately they, they've come into the worst Chelsea team or the worst Chelsea position for 20 years. So they, I, they, they need to be given time, they need to be... Uh, nurtured rather than uh, dumped. I think at the moment what I like about them both playing is that he's playing two wingers, which means he can then play 
a proper midfield. And so they're, they're, they're not playing in each other's positions. Because we were playing Sterling, who didn't seem to know where he was or wasn't making any effort, Gallagher was almost trying too hard and was almost playing in his position. And similarly, we didn't have a right winger. So Kante was playing right wing. I felt that that was, that was what was happening within games. The very fact you've got these two people who aren't operating wonderfully, but sufficiently to actually give the, the team cement a little bit more of cement positionally. You know, I think that's that's what's working for me at the moment. Yeah. But let's see what happens tomorrow, you know. So yeah. I'd like to see Mudrick <clears throat> score just because uh, uh, I think I think it would give him enormous confidence. I really have great hopes for Mudrick. Um, one of the reasons being he's so quick. Yeah, it's mean... quite remarkable. So but just, to, just to digress completely, I watched Inter Milan play Milan during the week and um, Lukaku came, oh, and, uh, came on and was actually quite good. Yeah. yeah, fat boy, fat cement legs was was good. He's um he's basically scored quite a few goals in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, he's um he's much more mobile. See, and uh, actually, when you look at him play for for Milan for Inter, it it just it just confirms to me that he couldn't be fucked. He couldn't be bothered at Chelsea because uh, the movement from him and the encouragement and the pointing and the uh, uh, playing a proper centre forward role coming up for the ball, playing it off, running into position, is nothing like they, he played They play two up front, don't they, Inter? Somebody plays off him. Uh, yeah, they do. I mean, I, I was basically thinking if we're looking for a forward to buy in the summer, I think we should basically go for Martinez because Lukaku and Martinez play really well together. So, yeah. yeah. But whether Inter... It's an option. Well, you wonder what if it is Pochettino, what he's going to do with it. I'm just intrigued that, yes, all right, he plays with off somebody, but even when... He's playing down a channel, you know, and he's not playing with specifically with his strike partner. The act, the movement and involvement was just so much more than than anything. Well, he did I, you sure. know, I, I have to be honest. I'd take a lot of convincing to have him back, but there is talk that you know, no, nah. no, no. I'm not. I'm not suggesting intrigued, he comes yeah. back. I was just in. Well, they, they say that they they say that he's, he, he obviously he, he's still our player, so he'll come back. Uh, certainly in pre-season, and I suspect Pochettino, being a new manager, will want to have a look at him. Unless, of course, Pochettino's already decided that, you know, he's a fat boy and can bugger off back to Italy. Oh, that's right. He's, he's watched, watched the videos. The videos. So not only... Did you not see Chelsea play last season? It'll be... Did you not see Inter play last season? You know, so there we go. We'll see. Anyway, moving on. Um, Clayton, uh it, it, I mean, I, I had an absolute riot yes. last last Saturday at uh, Bournemouth at the football, and uh, it's a great atmosphere. You know, the the team and Frank in particular got a, a really good send off uh, at the end of the match, um, and they looked they looked a different team for about ten minutes up when they were banging those uh, second and third goals in. And and one thing we have been saying because we've been absolutely flummoxed by how utterly shit they've been for most of the season. And of course, every time we talk to an ex-player, as we have done a lot, haven't we, J.K. Recently with all the Troubadour gigs, they all say this is a team devoid of confidence. Uh, when they get a win, we might see it change. So, so do you think that Chelsea's confidence may have returned in time for Forest on Saturday? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I, I think it was a good win. And I think the one thing that was pleasing for me, and I wasn't there, I just watched it on some dodgy stream, is the reaction afterwards. I mean, if they just sort of strolled off and thought, OK, we won a game, 
but there were players who genuinely, genuinely looked really, really happy. Fernandez was one of them. You know, I I think that as a group, they want they want to do better. Now that's not saying that I don't think that um, we'll win tomorrow, um, but I think it, it, it's it's tiny steps, and I think if Frank can build some team spirit going into to the off season, I think that'll be great. I mean, I, listen, it's very difficult to know, and we all have this naive dream that players give a shit, which you know it's a job some do more than others. You know, you look at the way Connor plays, and and you you can tell that it it means a lot to him. Um, and who knows? Who knows? I mean, you you can't think for one minute that Mudrick isn't sort of really really frustrated at the way things have turned out so far. You know, he's a professional footballer. He wants to do well. He doesn't want to do well for us. I mean, I'm sure that's part of it. But he wants to do well for himself. Um, so I listen. I don't think we've turned a corner. I mean, we'll see tomorrow. We'll see, you know, we'll see how we play tomorrow. Um, I think one of the things in the press conference that was raised today was, you know, are the players scared of playing at home? Because we've lost so much at home. Maybe maybe we should sing tomorrow, we don't hate you, we don't hate you, we don't hate you because you're shit. Yeah, you know, that would help, wouldn't it? That would be good. Yeah. Um, at the final whistle, Frank hugged Fernandez for several minutes, and, and well, several minutes for about a minute, and, and you know, put his arm around him and told him that he was that's hugging, isn't it? Yeah, and told him that he was uh, clearly that he played really well because there was lots of of nodding, and um, it was like a, a decent pep talk. So uh, um, well, maybe he was trying to recreate the Mourinho, "I'm going to make you the best player in the world" thing. You know, maybe maybe, maybe there, there's that involved, but I think it's great. You know, if you think about it, apart from the complete and utter lack of goals, the way Fernandez plays is very similar to the way Frank plays in sort of yeah. distributing and box the box. It was um, it was interesting to see the when they came over to uh, um, applaud us, which they did. Everybody came over. I think other than Faith, he was probably running down uh, the tunnel but, to go and um, look for a club playing in the Champions League next season wanker yeah that's apparently that's what i think he was doing but um, what i love was the fact that amidst the you know uh super 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 frank super frankie lampard being sung there were um a, a couple of of um stalwarts who couldn't still couldn't bear the sight of sterling who were saying fuck off sterling fuck off sterling repeatedly what this was no. going on. yes yes and uh and also that um uh, the 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 few people who decided that Bowley was a, a Gareth, which uh, which um, rang out at the same time. Um, so uh, there is uh, no. There were mixed. There were mixed well, mixed messages. No, um, there was is indeed. I wonder, no J.K. if Pep gives a good pep talk. Oh, he, he's probably more guarded. Listen, old Bean. What worries me about tomorrow is that Forest will be fighting for survival. Uh, right, so they will be bang oh. up for this, and they're they're that there's the will, they're, be you know, have you, you know, belief. you had your day out, fuck off homeland, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I mean, their last meant, their last yeah, five yeah. matches are fascinating. I mean, they had that absolutely brilliant match, I think it was on Monday, wasn't it, when we were doing the show? They beat uh, Southampton 4 3. Uh, they lost 2 1 to Brentford, they beat 
Brighton at home, 3-1. Brighton, I think, have literally gone on the beach a bit recently. They lost, only just lost to Liverpool away, 3-2, and they lost at home to Man United. So they've been up and down, but they've been digging out wins. And and what worries me more, JK, is the fact that because Chelsea did well last weekend and we won, we've got to the magic 42 points. So we, we, we are no in no danger of uh, going down. So maybe I, I'm worried that, uh, that Chelsea might now be on the beach. Uh, I have no doubt we'll just fold completely and lose about 4-0. You know, that'll be par for the course, really. But yeah, they'll be unbelievably fired up. They do rely heavily, though, on just booting the ball down the pitch and running after it. But, um, you know, to ever thus, um, uh, to question whether we uh, Kante snuffs them out. My fear is the subs. My fear he'll take Kante off at 70. That appears to be is the norm. And he'll make another strange substitution by bringing Sterling on. It's a question, or Anzaic, a question of um, whether they perform as well as they did against Bournemouth. Um, I think it'll go in. I actually think there'll be a lot of goals and I think um, I think we'll score, but I think they may try and score. They'll obviously, try, obviously, they'll try and score more. What am I saying? I think they'll, uh, they they have the, they have the, um, uh, the passion to really try and get ahead non-stop. I mean, I think every yeah. goal we score, they will battle. No, no heads, no heads will be going down with them, and they've got you know, it, 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 like in a sense, there's a kind of parallel with Chelsea, isn't there? That in that they just bought thirty players as well, didn't they? So uh, oh, obviously not as many as that, but in the end, I think both between the two, I think we, we had sixty six players between us that they bought. So they've just they've gone for a complete reconstruction, and some of the players they bought are really good, and some of them, uh, you know, it, it, it's a kind of if you're not good enough to provide and get the results, you're out, you know. So somebody like um, Chris Wood that they bought from um, Newcastle uh, hasn't been been playing very much, hasn't been in and he's, hasn't... He's injured. Oh, no, he's been injured. Well, that would, you know, that Dan- would Danilo, the Danilo is but, the um, one to watch. I mean, he's if he scores on Saturday, he'd become the first Brazilian ever to score in four straight Premier League rounds. The other one is that Johnson is a pretty good player. Um uh, where did he come from? All of them, all of them are just sort of have hardly played for. And they got Forest that ex, ex- Man United they, player, and they've got them. um that ex Wolves player who was really you know Gibbs White is it or something like that? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And Navas players, was a very good they're... purchase. Okay. Doesn't he? L- Lingard doesn't get in. Lingard doesn't get in. It's it's Brennan, isn't it? Brennan Johnson, who's a a real handful, and Felipe's a very decent player as well. So they got some decent players, you know, and they bought the other IU. And uh, and they bought the mad Shelby, who is always likely to um, kick somebody up in the air, but occasionally has moments of immense competence. And uh, Serge Aurier from Tottenham, who scored against us in the one-one. I mean, the one-one we were frightful. Yeah. What a dreadful performance that was. Um, but um, you know, they they worked out after the first half that all we all they needed to do, as I say, kick the ball up the pitch and run after it, and uh, and we would we would just melt away. But yeah, so they've got. Um, They'll fight. They'll fight and fight and fight. So it'll really be uh, um, a very competitive game indeed. So it'll and it'll it'll any any progress that we've been making will well, certainly think, be put to the. I think the, the point uh, is that the they are. You're right. I think you're absolutely spot on. They will be bang up for it for us from minute one to minute ninety six or whatever it ends up being. And if we are not at it yeah. by, yeah. you know, even 5% off, we are we are going to come a cropper tomorrow because we're, we're going to need to match that commitment and intensity. And that is what worries me. I mean, the other thing is, I mean, you know, we, Clayton, 
I think, need to finish well. And I know we normally mean that in terms of actually finishing it, the move off and putting it in the net, which, of course, we still need to do. But I think we need to finish the season well. It was really interesting, actually. I was reading uh, something this week and about, about Leicester when Nigel Pearson came in and they were going to get relegated. And he just about kept them up. But he kept them up and they pretty much won their last kind of six or seven games on the spin. And then they went on to win the title the next season. So in other words, it's about momentum and confidence and it carried on for them to the next season. So, you know, it would be... It, it, I mean, and, and we've, I mean, here's the thing. We've got a horrible run in. We've now got, after this match, we've got Man City away, Man United away and Newcastle at home. Uh, this, this potentially, and you were alluding to this earlier on, you know, it could be our last winnable game. It could be Chelsea's last win this season. I'm, I hope it's not, because I would like us to really give City, United and Newcastle a right, a reap go. But, you know, the way that we've been playing, this could be our last winnable game. And we're at home, Clayton. And our, our home form has been a horror yeah. show. We're, the, I, here we go. Right, if we win, it'll be for just the third time in home in, 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 at home in the league this calendar this calendar year we've won two drawn three lost five you know so yeah but it, it feels like it i can't remember the last time. palace was it and leeds no palace, palace and leeds and th- th- those are the two wins leeds. yeah even though the even though the even though the even though the the Leeds game, we won one nil, and I think it might have been with the London and Blue Boys, and we all went to the pub yeah. afterwards, and everybody was moaning about how awful it was and how awful we were. Um, I think he was one nil, and then he, he tried to yeah, shut up shop, on, didn't, didn't he? Uh, um, turn, he just yeah, it was, I mean that that's exactly right. And then he did it the following week, wasn't it? We went one nil up with thirty minutes to go, and he he sort of took off all the attackers. And he did that the following week. I can't remember where we were, uh, but he he did it twice. And it was just once it was, oh, it was Everton, wasn't it? And he screwed that up because he took off and, and they scored right near the end. Um, sorry, I can't remember what the question was. Yes, we, we listen, I, I think if we win tomorrow, I think that I, I don't know what game's City. first. Is it City or United? City. Okay, well, City we can just write off. I mean, and, and they're, they're still they're still planet. needing to win it to get the title. Uh, yeah, I mean, we'll we'll do well to keep it under four. I mean, I think they they are a a, a fantastic side. They're the side that we should have been. You know, you know, yeah, they 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 are the side that we would have been had Pep said yes to Roman. Um, Although Roman probably would have sacked him after eighteen months, <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean you can write that off. I think there's every chance that we could get something in Man United. Man United at home are very good, but they're not a particularly good team. Um, and it will be quite interesting because if Newcastle needs something from that last game of the season, you don't know the sort of pressure they'll be under, and you'd have to think that that squad of players had never been exposed to sort of having to get a result to get into the Champions League. So that, you know, so that there is a possibility in, in the, all the games that we've got left, I think there is a possibility that we could do something in Man U, maybe just a point. And I think that 
you know, what I'd like to do is I'd like to go one nil up against Newcastle and then yeah, time and waste fail them for every half opportunity. I mean, it's interesting, you know, if if we beat Man United, yeah. we might do Newcastle a favour because United are two points behind them at the moment. I mean, I know that there's still they've both got four games left, so anything could happen in those games. But it could be that by beating United, we might help to secure Newcastle's top four final position. I mean, obviously, a lot a lot also depends on Liverpool, of well, course, because they're on the might, march at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. Mm, exactly be interesting. Yeah. I mean, I just, I mean, as I said, you know, look, we, we need to be realistic. We are where we are, and there's a reason for it because we've been dog shit for most of the season. So, you know, we are not going into the City, United or the Newcastle game in any way as favourites. But if we can beat Forest tomorrow and do it well, I mean, if we can look like Chelsea and make them look like Forest. You know that would that would do the trick for me. Win, get all three points. Go into City, not get hammered. Give them a game. You know who knows? I mean, it'd be lovely to beat United and Newcastle, and and I just think that that will give us some momentum. And you know, it, we need it. We need we need to finish this season well, just for some positivity. It's been a fucking shit show this season. All of us want it to end. We've all had enough of it. So give us something to cheer. I mean, honestly, I'm just tapping back into last uh, Saturday, J.K. Just how unbelievably happy everybody was who was there. The joy the joy that this stupid fucking football club gives you when it wins a game is is ridiculous. But it 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 matters. It makes a difference. So fucking win some football games, send us away for the summer happy, right, JK? Um Yes, that would be the devoutly to be wished, but I I uh uh, I fear that uh, we have the yeah. ability to lose all of them um, the way we've been playing in the same way we actually thought there was a kind of false dawn after we beat Leicester that somehow it was all going to be much better. And it just, it, 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 I think they decided then to get rid of Potter when they should have, in fact, got rid of him after the Southampton game. And that created more uncertainty. But yeah, let's see. Let's see what, uh, how they react to the, to the much better display against Bournemouth, um, but it's a it's it's a real test. And uh, as you say, City will put us to the sword. Um, United would be interesting, and uh, um, we we being Chelsea, we might just pluck something out of the bag against Newcastle United. But once again, that as you say, depends on what they're playing for, and um, and what degree of shithousery Ernie Howe decides to to play. I know that um, Havertz and uh, what's his name, um, their their uh, burn will 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 come to blows at some stage because they did up at Tyneside, so um, and they don't like each other. He thinks he's uh, clearly a, a, a burn is a dirty bastard. As the northern dirty northern very dirty bastard. bastard. <laughs> bastard. We'll have dirty to be like northern Julie bastard. Northern bastard. All right, better. Geordie busted. But yeah, so I'm hoping that tomorrow is um uh let's see a decent performance and let's see a win because as you say, Chidge, the happiness oh, that happiness. a win creates. It's, it's, the the, the other thing that we shouldn't forget, it would be really nice to to end the season well. Yeah. To enhance Frank. Because Frank Frank's actually come in on a hiding to nothing. And it would be just nice for him. It would be it nice. Be, for him it would be, he he might could... rescue his career as a consequence if they do that. I, I, he might not rescue it, but he might actually come out with his reputation 
sort of not... Well, I mean, you know, best-case scenario, Clayton, he wins the next four matches, which means he would beat City, who nobody seems to be able to beat. He can beat United... Uh, who have had a better season than us, and he could beat Newcastle. Who've had a that would be a good way for him to go out, and it would say he's not an idiot after all for many people, which I think would be welcome. Yeah, I I, I think it would just be I think it'd be great if we could do it for him because I you know I think he deserves it, and I think he deserves a lot of credit for coming in and doing right. what he's I done. second that hugely. Um, I have nothing but love for the man. I mean, I. Th- yeah, always. always. A great deal of love so there bloody Gigi. should be. He's our best ever player, without question, our best ever player. Um, the other yes. thing, of course, Frank has this in his own hands. If he picks the team that I picked, I think. I mean, if he if he sticks with that team, you know, injuries aside, for the rest of the season, I think that will help him because the one thing we've not had all season is any consistency in selection. With all of these new players, you wonder... I mean, you know, we've seen it with our own eyes. Half of them, half of the time, look like they have no idea what to do because they're not used to playing with each other. So the number of times the ball, you know, gets passed to nobody in particular or, 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 or short of the guy or too long for the guy or, you know, as I said, to nobody in particular, I mean, it's because they're not playing enough together. So, Frank, just pick this formation and pick this side. Hope you don't get any injuries, but pick this side for the rest of the season. And you know what? They might just gel because we know that they're, you know, they're decent players. They're not. They're not shit. We've seen shit Chelsea players, all three of us. This lot are not shit. You know, they're just as Clayton was saying, poorly managed, bad circumstances, etc., etc., etc. So. We shall see. Just to dot the I's and cross the T's, um, Forrest haven't won at Stamford Bridge in the league uh, since 1995. They're also utterly shit away from home. Um, I think uh, they've drawn one and lost 11. Uh, Seven straight Premier League losses. And also... To be fair to them, they haven't been in the same division as us. Yeah, but this season, mate, they've lost 11 away matches, seven of them on the bounce. That's not good. Um, and, uh, I mean, yes, I know, I, I do take your point. Obviously, we've not been in the same division. I mean, I can I can prove that. I've got the graphic. Do you want me to tell you? Well, I know that. No, me I, too, I know but, they've I mean, not been in the all, same in, division. In all matches, uh, we've won 40, drawn 29 and lost 26. But in the Premier League, okay, we've played them five times. Uh, and we've won two, drawn two, lost one. So, 1992, uh, we drew 0-0. 1995, we lost 2-0. Forest was still... I mean, actually, they were pretty crap in those days. I think they were they were not short of going down. I think Clough was still manager, though. Uh, anyway, uh, we lost 2-0. 96, we won 1-0. 96, we drew one all. And then 1998, we lost 2-1. And as Joey J.K. was pointing out, this will be the first time we've met them at home in the Premier League uh, since then. So that's, what, 25 years? Yeah. 25 years. Yeah, there we go. 25 years. A lot younger then than I am today, but there we go. So, okay, guys, what is your predictions, please, Clayton? Uh, I think we will win 2-1. Okay, JK? It's going to be a gold fest. Okay, well, I'm I'm going to go 3-2, actually. I, I, I think... I think I think I think maybe they might have. I think maybe they'll be more confident. Maybe 
a little bit of pressure might have gone off them because they've won. And I mean, I, I don't think they thought as much as we didn't really think that we'd get relegated, but maybe there was a little sense of panic. Maybe that will have been lifted. Maybe the pressure will have come off Frank a bit as well. But I think Forrest will fight like fuck tomorrow. And I mean, if you watch the Southampton game, it was in, insane. I mean, they leak goals, Forrest, but they bloody score them too. Although Southampton's defence is a bit shonky. So it'll be interesting. I'm going to go balls out for a 3-2. You're going to go 3 all. JK? Yeah. How many points uh, who have they got? Forrest? The 39. Forrest, we've got 40. They've got 33. Okay. Um, they are, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. they're three points above the drop, aren't they? Everton have got 32. Uh, Leicester and Leeds have both got 30. So they need to win. They need they need something out of this game. I mean, I, I wonder if Steve Cooper will settle for a point which might not be a bad result for them. I don't know who they've got left, So, uh, but anyway. I think they'll fight like fuck. And if I'm Steve Cooper, I'm saying, come on, lads. They, they're sh- they've been shit this season. They've got nothing to play for. Get into them from minute one. Put the bloody bejesus up them, you know, and get ahead because we know they find it hard to put the ball back in the back of the net. So anyway, be fa- and I know, and I know For- Forrest do like to hit you on the break, so that's another concern. But anyway, Clayton's going 2-1. JK's going 3 all. I am going three two. Real. So there we go. We shall see. They play. A, they'll play a block, Chidge. They won't press. They'll play a block initially, and then just yeah. Get, I mean, it does kind of break. question yeah. whether playing two wingers might work then, because they won't get much space. Maybe it's maybe it is a game for fiddly players like uh, Sterling and Felix. But I'd, I'd still pick. I'd still pick Madrid and Madueke. I think pick the players that you back and then back them. Right, okay, talking of being back, we will be back on Monday. Uh, Me and JK and the absolutely brilliant Martin Wickham uh, at 7.30pm on Monday evening. Guess what? We'll be looking back at the match against Nottingham Forest. In the meantime, I will be going tomorrow. I will be waving to Clayton in gate... Well, are you in gate 16? or fit? You're in 16, aren't you? Yeah, I will be in gate 17. I'll be waving to Clayton in gate 16, but I can't quite see JK in the posh seats in East... EM1, isn't it? Isn't it? Or is it EM2? EM3, maybe? I've never EM4, found out. Maybe. I'm, I'm above the uh, um, a letter, a specific letter on the. Uh, I, I think the he must be the, EM3 or 4. Because one and two will be for, would be nearer to me. No, either way, I can't bloody see you Fair anyway. Up. But yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, will I be seeing you in the cock, Clayton? I don't know. Possibly, uh, it's just that it's oh, a yeah, real pain no to get in tomorrow because obviously it's a, a rail strike. So uh, I shall it's be three bus- o'clock tomorrow. Yeah, I should be oh, bussing right. in. See so you tomorrow. Maybe, yeah. Uh, maybe see you tomorrow too, J.K. Yeah. If yes, if I, I get across early enough, yeah, I, I'm not going to make it until about forget. one half one. I think because I've got stuff to do in the morning. I'm afraid, but I will be there, and I can't wait because I'm really, really, actually, I am honestly really looking forward to it tomorrow. Penultimate home match of the season. One more match after this to see my mates before we all bugger off in the summer, and we're going into it on the back of a win. I am therefore looking forward to it. I hope you all are too. Uh, and uh, and there we go. That's it from us. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, and keep it chills. Up the chills! Up the chills! Hey, big boy! Hang on.
It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.